ahoy. It's spoilers ahoy. It's, it's spoilers ahoy, as the as the sailor at the beginning said so. In fact. Yes. Um, today we're going to be talking about something that I think is probably inevitable for us to talk about. It's the closest to contractually obligated we've gotten on this show, really. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Listeners, in case you haven't seen, this uh, this week brought us a lot, a lot of new podcasts. Like, yes. we should note that this week, um, Adventures in New America came out, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. The Shadows by Caitlin Press came out and subsequently destroyed me. But we're not talking about those today. Instead, we're talking about Serial. Uh, yes, literally the most popular podcast in the world at one point. We're here to talk about Serial for several reasons. Yeah. One being, one being, quite frankly, this is kind of... I was hoping it was going to be a redemption story for both Sarah Koenig and just the serial team in general. Mm-hmm. But I, I, know, I, I know Koenig didn't really have anything to do with S-Town, but they did use right. the term from serial. Like, using the term serial ties it to serial. So that cesspit of ethics and journalism combined with the exploitative nature of season one of serial that took the world by storm. Yeah. <laughs> that leads us to season three. Cause I was so fucking, I don't know about you, Will, but I was so excited when the trailer dropped and it's like, I was not. <laughs> let's I, actually, rightfully so, real quick. so like, let's be honest here. I was a little pie in the sky about it. <laughs> yeah. So I think before we jump into our feelings on this season, let's, I mean, first off, listeners, if you haven't listened to Tuned and Dialed Up, this is not our usual setup of an episode. Usually we talk about something um, in the world of podcasting, something that's a little bit more, I guess, cultural. Um, Whereas here in Spoilers Ahoy, we go into specific episodes. It's called yes. Spoilers Ahoy because there are spoilers. So heads up, if you haven't listened to the newest, we're currently on three episodes of Serial. Yeah. If you haven't listened through all of those, um, I would recommend listening to those first and then coming back. But I also want to talk about our experiences with the first two seasons of Serial because yep. I think that's going to be really important in contextualizing this conversation. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah, so Gavin... How did you feel about season one of Serial? Season one, I came across, I think like a year, a year, maybe a year and a half after everybody in the world because... Oh, so you weren't the, like swept up in the craze. I, because that's the thing, like I'm a, I'm a fucking asshole insofar as I don't, I get pushed away from things if too many people are like this is amazing like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. once once a video game has been too overhyped i'm like i don't give a shit and then i'll, <laughs> I'll play it like three years later and be like this is amazing and everyone else is like yeah dumbass yeah, we, know, gavin. Yeah. we um, knew three years ago gavin <laughs> i also wasn't super into podcasts at the time so serial yeah. i was just like whatever and then i listened to you know a little bit of season one because i had a job delivering newspapers around campus i just had like a big fucking <laughs> metal dolly with walls on it that had 200 2500 copies and i just had to push that fucker all over campus and deliver Oof. papers um which was actually kind of fun when the temperature wasn't bad because it's like somewhat exercise and you're outside and you can listen to podcasts yeah okay. so i was basically put into this situation where kind of like people who run while listening to podcasts or they're out walking to exercise you're kind of you're doing something but you're also isolating yourself because you've got two earbuds in and you're just there so i could like i got real swept up in the whole like well where's that that, that fucking phone booth and uh, <laughs> phone uh booth. the friend who's lying and won't yeah. answer their questions and they go to his house and it's like uh what about the phone records talk to the cell phone guy it, it all <laughs> it all culminated in me just like devouring that first season yeah and then I hit the second one, and I gotta say, like, the real fuck up here is they tried to get season two out too soon, and basically took someone else's package and had Sarah Koenig narrate it. So for those who don't know, yeah. Serial 
is a true crime podcast in which mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Koenig from WEBZ Chicago, I think the initial thrust was it's meant to talk about like injustice in the, in, you know, mm-hmm. the justice mm-hmm. system. Cause season one follows this. Um, it, it picks apart this trial of uh, uh, a high schooler, uh, Anand Saeed, who could have ki- maybe killed his ex-girlfriend. Maybe. Maybe he didn't. He got convicted for it and has been in jail for a long time. And Koenig basically takes that cold case that doesn't feel finished and just tries to, you know, sleuth it out. Her and her team try to figure it out, basically. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this launched into this, like, fucking sensation. Yeah. It was huge. Like, I, I don't mean... If, it, if anyone's not listened to it or hasn't heard of it, I don't say that in, like, a judgy way if you no. haven't heard it. But, like, it must be stated... Serial was objectively one of the most popular podcasts of all time at the time it was at its peak. Yeah, I would say that most people who haven't heard of podcasts have still heard of Serial. It got yeah. to the point where there was a a really killer parody of it on Saturday Night Live about I think finding about who Santa was. It was very <laughs> funny, but like it, it got to that level of fame. Um, when I listened, I was kind. I was not quite in the same situation as you i was in that like i didn't listen to a lot of podcasts at the time um i listened to this american life i listened to snap judgment i listened to radio lab i listened to the moth um story collider a a few other like mostly storytelling podcasts so serial was the first serialized podcast i ever listened to Mm -hmm. i did listen as it was coming out and i was completely swept into trying to figure out what was going on i would like have conversations with my friends about things it's like a mystery Um, like there's all this shit to talk about right i did not watch true crime at all growing up like the closest i got was like like the news i guess um i i didn't watch like anything related to true crime i really didn't like it so it was the first time i ever dabbled in that too second season came out and it was about a soldier and i was like oh i don't care uh, and i stopped listening <laughs> like three episodes in there's the problem too because season two is about um uh uh bowie bergdahl um i'm, I'm not gonna get into it because fucking who season two doesn't exist basically as far as the world's concerned like i've yet to see someone who's like oh, i love season two Here's it was the... still making lists though which pisses yeah. me off like best well, of lists that's that's Ugh. the thing though because if you're the biggest thing ever you're gonna right. be on fucking bim bam's always gonna be up there like right i love right. my brother my brother and me but they've got the four momentum <laughs> to, yeah to stay there even if they suck they don't but if they did um serial like the season two problem was there they wanted to cover this guy who's seen as a traitor by a lot of people and think he should be killed for abandoning his post and then getting and and right. they have no sympathy that he got captured blah 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 um and i'm not blah blah blahing to like play down that but the thing is they basically purchased interview tapes from an amateur documentarian mm-hmm. who was pulled because the the big thing about season one was she was calling Adnan Saeed in prison. They literally put the this is a phone call from whatever state correctional facility. Like that's in the theme song. They want you to know uh, she's calling the guy in prison and working with him to figure it out. Like she develops a relationship with Adnan Saeed. It's a professional and, and I relationship. Think that was like that was very yikesy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, first off that. But I also think, and this will come up into my conversation of season three, mm-hmm. I think that that's what made season one good. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. like, good in a narrative, narrative sense. If it was fiction, that would have been a masterstroke. Right. Um, and I think that this is actually, this is also why a lot of audio dramas that came out around that time took this cue. Um because there were a ton of audio dramas that were inspired by Serial that came out. Limetown yep. is one of them. Um, the Black Tapes is one of them, where we have these protagonists who are journalists. Yep. They're looking into something, and it's deeply personal for them because they're a protagonist, you know? That and the fact that there's a running gag on the black tapes where whenever they say they're a podcast, someone goes, oh, like, Serial? Yeah. Like, that is both... <laughs> bitingly hilarious and the most frustrating running joke ever because like (laughs) the joke is it gets old 
but it also gets old. Right, right. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. So, so you have wildly successful season one. Season two, she purchases, she purchases, she gets tapes from this documentarian uh, who got to interview Bergdahl and mm-hmm. then basically narrates around it, even though she never got to ask questions, which is right. the big problem. Right. And then you get S. Then you get S. Town, and on its face, S. Town is a serial like podcast produced by the serial team yeah, but it's sure. not sarah caning no and i'm i'm trying to say all i'm trying to say just facts about it without ins- inserting anything <laughs> it's it's uh uh, uh <laughs> a journalist from the northeast travels to deep south alabama meets this wacky character who's uh neurodivergent oh, like yeah. let's be real specific wacky character also factual alive human person who existed also factual alive human person who existed right and he's he's like neurodivergent and he's yes. he's burying he's, he's queer quietly quietly he's, he's, he's burying, a closeted queer person he's burying gold in his backyard he's got a, a huge hedge maze that he maintains he's like one of he's like from old money so he has all this fucking he's like doc brown like he has all this money that he just kind of uses he doesn't flaunt it um he's hated in the town he's in and he he basically emails this journalist about something and his wacky conspiracy theories and his deeply liberal sensibilities despite the fact that he's from southern alabama in the deep in the deep woods and he's got this relationship going on with a very straight um uh guy who feels he's basically local um 30 something person that he's kind of formed a father-son relationship with and the big problem with s-town was this this person who's treated like a character john b mclemore commits suicide in episode three like that and then they kept going for four more episodes and and it was a cliffhanger ending that he killed himself like it's it's audio of a phone call to the journalist this woman going john killed himself blang outro music though it should it should be noted and i think this is important s-town came out in its entirety yeah so it was a cliffhanger however they didn't make the listener wait for the next episode which is important but it it (laughs) It was this still is, tacky as fuck. Don't get me wrong. It's very tacky. And they keep going. It's It feels... This is... I, I don't want to go into a review of S-Town. I it know. just feels like they ran out of content. So yeah. they kept... They, they so then they outed the queer person. So they outed the queer person because it, what, we, what we aren't told at the beginning is the journalist, who I'm intentionally not naming because I don't want to fucking start that shit. Um, mm-hmm. The journalist in conversations off the record with Macklemore was told Macklemore says i'm gay but mm-hmm. i'm but i'm not out because i live in fucking alabama mm-hmm. and then after he kills himself suddenly this guy's going around john's gay john's gay john's gay john's gay john's mm-hmm. gay oh my god john being gay informs everything about him even yeah, his obsession you know that's, that's all we are <laughs> Even his obsession with clocks is tied to his gayness. Like yeah. it's he wanted to he wanted to find an Adnan Saeed hook like Koenig has. Yeah. That's what I think. I also oh, absolutely. Think, I also and think S Town is a failed attempt to get a serial season three out quickly. Agreed. And then the guy killed himself. Yes. So they didn't have enough content. Yep. Do you think if I um if I showed up late to work on Monday? And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm bisexual. Do you think it would work? Do you think I'd get away with it? <laughs> Just be like, disaster, bye. And I'm they're sorry. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. or, like, or actually, just to make this more narratively correct, I get in really, really late to work. And then my coworker is like, oh, don't mind her. She's just a raging bisexual, <laughs> and you know, like without my consent for being outed. But then it's okay go. because I got away with it, I guess. I don't know. What else can we throw in? Um, you die so they can bury the gay and you can't drive. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
I'm not saying I'm not a parody of myself, <laughs> but also I'm my own parody of myself. Anyway. So we've danced around season three. And I, yes. This is important because we have to set this up. Yes. Season three is caning. We're going, she in the trailer for season three, she mentioned season one. We're not talking about two. We're not talking about S-Town. Right. So right. when I heard that trailer, I'm like, this is a return to form. She knows. She has to know. Mm. Like, I they won a Peabody Award for S Town, fucking mm -hmm. disgrace. Um, but they got they gotta know. And then I find what the hook of season three is. What's the hook of season three, Will? The hook of season three is that she is investigating, not even invest. She is looking at the um, the Cleveland, Ohio court system. The whole Famous, thing, famously bad court yes, system. Yes. And the hook here is not only is Ohio like a one-party recording state and all that shit. Mm -hmm. There are lots of states. I remember as a night. I remember as a kid. Like I hate to say a kid in the '90s because it's a fucking overblown term. When I was a kid, when you talked about court stuff on TV, it was all drawings because yeah. it was super duper illegal to put a camera in a courtroom, and I loved yes. that. Quite frankly, yeah. I wish that was still the truth. Right. Now you can film whatever the fuck. But the thing about Ohio was she could just walk around the courthouse with a mic pack. And she does have to go through the basic journalist thing of asking to interview and stuff. But she only has to ask a couple of people. There's no, like, permits. There's no... She doesn't have to be... There's no oversight. It's just if the person tells her to fuck off, well, it's the same as someone telling her to fuck off in the street. Yeah. Uh, and it's also... It's her and another person whose name I've forgotten because I forgot to take notes... Oh, um, he who has basically a fancy moved. Name. He moved to he moved there, and she just kind of like dipped in and out. Yeah. So they had this they had this liberal black guy, which ooh, uh, I, I I'm yeah. That also, I'm from let's... Kentucky, and I live in Southern Indiana. <laughs> so the the embedded guy we think after looking it up is Emmanuel. Uh, you're gonna take a, You're gonna take a swing at that last name for me, Will. Zotzi. Dotsie, there we go. That yeah. feels right. He is basically an intern embedded in this courthouse while Koenig is... It seems like she's doing a lot of work because she's in the show a lot, but he yes. does pop up. I, I gotta stress when that fucking trailer came out. So th it, she's in this courthouse. She's showing how fucked the court system is in mm -hmm. Ohio in a as a representative case study of here's what some of the problems america faces mm -hmm. and as someone from uh western kentucky and now i'm in southern indiana i'm next to ohio i don't i know columbus is like on the north side of ohio and it's like a air quotes real city <laughs> or cleveland is uh, up there and it's a real city uh so I, but my interpretation of Ohio is the same as like Kentucky and Indiana. So when I like, yeah. we're going to put this black guy with an English accent in. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, and like, granted, I, I'm positive that this was his decision and she does thank him deeply for it. But like, yeah. put, put it, putting, putting him in that position or I guess just him being in that position Having the city know why he's there, at least some people in the city, some important people in the city knowing why he's there, it just seems dangerous sounds like too heavy a word to use, but it does make me uncomfortable. It makes me it makes me worried. I'm worried for this guy. Listener, just put this little uh, little moment of mm, in your pocket because we're going to get back to that when we talk about episode three. Uh if we had, if Will had not gone on vacation and we had recorded this the day episodes one and two had come up, I would be sitting here saying, yeah, there's some inherent problems, but season three is redeeming serial from all the shit it's done because episode yeah. one is, she specifically focuses on this one case and they episode were- Episode one is so good. They focus, uh, and the other thing is they're there for so fucking long. The reason yeah. season three took so long, it literal years was spent doing this. Right. So it follows this case of a woman's ass is grabbed by a dude in a shitty bar mm -hmm. and her friend steps up to him and then a bar fight breaks out. A cop comes out of the bathroom and in the melee, the woman's hand kind of just flies out and hits the cop in the face like, like right. whatever. He has no marks. 
Nothing comes of it. She ends up in this almost year-long spiral of bullshit court fees. She has to pay a bondsman like $1,000 to get the fuck out of jail. She's Lose also it. very young. She's, she's like, very what, young. 22? She, that was the only time she's ever been to that bar. Like, she, right. even, she even repeatedly says, like, I shouldn't have gone there. But I, I, And then, like, she ends up working at a McDonald's pregnant and her fees to the courthouse are defaulting to a collection agency mm-hmm. by the end of this this takes a year and some change to come and and by the end of it she is over the moon to plead to a fourth degree misdemeanor instead of it being a felony yep and that's how fucked things are and we follow this we get the you know the court appointed attorney um who's like more of an asshole to people who don't pay and he's like and he's more he coddles his uh his cases who do pay him he's like very frank and we get like she gets the wrong judge the cop is being believed on everything the cop straight up lied to her while she was in the back of the police cruiser which that one wasn't that felt like that was Koenig's attempt at a gotcha journalism. She's like, this is yeah. totally legal in Ohio. And I'm like, yeah, all cops can do that in the United States, I think. Like, right. Yeah. That whole thing about entrapment or whatever. That's fucking bullshit. You yeah. Tell me. That's, and I th- yeah. Let's let's focus on that real quick. So here here is my general feeling on serial and on Sarah Koenig as a as a narrator. And also, I will say as a protagonist because i think i think at this point we can confirm sarah koenig is a protagonist i don't think that she wants to be but i think that she is i think that that's the the nature of creative fiction or creative nonfiction. um and serial is a work of creative nonfiction. yeah i think it tries to be hard journalism it's not so part of that is that sarah koenig is really charismatic um in my yeah. opinion I like her and that is what has kind of drawn me back into the season is it's very focused on her and her analyses and like I like listening to her she's fun to listen to she's really funny she she has these um, awesome turns of phrase yeah she's very frank she's very direct she's very fallible which I like but Sarah Koenig is not a lawyer yeah um yeah like it so i i don't want to go too much into my background here but like i am not a lawyer but i have to deal with international law on a daily basis Mm -hmm. i have read the federal register like i i deal with law a lot i deal with government branches a lot It, it it's bad but like because of that I have more exposure to law than I think a lot of people do. And I would have liked to hear a more rational and prepared Sarah Koenig than we are getting in this season. It sounds like I'm glad that she seems to know that she doesn't know that much, but I want her to know more. Like, if you're going to be taking on the story, I want you to just have a, I don't know, take like a, a criminal justice class. Like, and maybe maybe she has, but maybe yeah. she's just not conveying it well. But it doesn't seem like she really knows about how laws work. Yeah, because it's like, it feels like you're supposed to know who Sarah Koenig is as a journalist. And that's, I, I gotta say, I've done no research on Sarah Koenig. I'm not saying this is like a dig at... <sighs> this is so fucking hard to criticize this podcast without being a white guy yelling at a woman. It's just... Okay, so in the trailer, she talks about... This is the thing that really sold me on the trailer. She talks about this one guy who says he didn't do a crime. And she's like, she talks about how she was on his side. She's trying, she's trying to find the flaws in the system. And then it turns out he's a lying piece of shit. And one of his friends rolls over on him and he did the thing. And she's like, oh, I just witnessed the system working. And she even says that. I'm like, oh, shit. That's her quietly saying season i understand what went wrong with season one with my reporting so we're gonna build from there if this sounds slightly different it's because we're on uh zencast tricast right now no zencaster fuck me god damn it (laughs) peace 
Okay, so <laughs> we were talking about a moment ago before hiccups. Um, the first couple of episodes are great. First one's about yeah. one case. The second one is about this white judge, Judge mm, Gall, yeah. who is an angry old white dude yeah. who thinks he's doing the right thing. Yes. And in the process... Is deeply inappropriate and terrible. Yeah, because because at first they talk about how he's really prone to giving... He gives more probation than he does jail. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, he goes on these long racist-ass tirades trying to scare these kids straight like that bullshit he'll even like he'll bring up even if it's not related his big thing is bringing up like do you have kids and when they're like yeah i do he'll be like oh oh, you shouldn't have the babies and And that's the thing he makes it a he says you will a condition of failure on your pro or on your probation is if you have another child out of wedlock that you can't support, I'm sending your ass to jail. N- not. That's not. That's not constitutional. No. And he's not never actually followed. He's never followed through on it. It's an empty fucking threat. But, but it's you as, fucked up. It's That's a fucked up thing to say as a judge. These grown ass black people are forced to stand in front of an old white dude who's like, I will send your ass to jail if you have a kid out of wedlock. He also calls them like, dude. Yeah, he, I feel like he, there's another thing. There's another like super colloquialism that he uses specifically for, um, for black people that he's trying. Um, yeah, just and and th- his justification is like, well, I want I want to speak in language that they'll understand. And the editing <laughs> of this episode, is it is it's such horseshit, and. There's a little bit of what we're about to talk about with episode three in this episode yeah. because she focuses on Gaul and then you know points out there's an, there's a, a, a woman um, who she she also did some unconstitutional shit and got in trouble yeah. with the NAACP which I love um, mm-hmm. that was great that was great but we are, <clears throat> we set up Gaul as a bad guy basically. And then we do the flip of, oh, by the way, drug court exists. Just mm-hmm. just want to let you know, there's this thing called drug court that it's like probation, or probation plus where they have to keep coming back. They have to keep talking to a judge. It's, uh, it's rehab focused instead of just yeah. don't fuck up. Because you're sending people who have legitimate problems that will fuck up again. And then you bring them back in front of you. Gaul basically wants to browbeat marginalized people. Yeah. The way Serial presents it, I guess I should say, is that Gaul takes some kind of perverted joy in a way that even he thinks he's not having fun, but he's having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, telling these stupid lesser druggy addicts who fuck a lot that are draining the welfare, blah, 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 blah. Oh, he goes on this fucking tirade yeah. about one statistic he reads and about... Yeah, yeah. Y- yeah, it's... it's it's He's the epitome of what we don't want to talk about because this is right. really ill-timed with what's happening in the country right now. Um, yeah. That is all to say, she sets up Gaul as this bad guy, and he is a piece of shit. Um, yeah. To then be like, punch number one, he's a Democrat. Punch number two, drug court exists and he never sends anyone to drug court. He mm-hmm. always gives them prohibition himself so that he can keep tabs on those people. And again, probation, probation, sorry. And it's okay. He, he is a piece of shit. Yeah, like, he's a piece is, of shit. This is not shitty editing on her part, but it's all there for the twist at the, like, those little, like, moments that's that seems to be what the hooks of season three are are her finding deliciously horrible nuggets in the system and there's yeah it it feels like there's a difference between this system is fucked up and look at all the horrible things i found (laughs) yeah it does it does feel like decidedly It does feel manipulative in how it's presented because it feels like the twists are not authentic, that they are planted there 
with precision and with calculation for the purpose of making audio that's a bit more dramatic. And and to a certain extent, I feel that. Um, I think that's why I, I one of the reasons I call it creative nonfiction and not journalism, because in creative nonfiction, you you want that you're you're writing a narrative, but at the same time, due to the subject matter, um, it comes across a little manipulative and also just a little a little cheap, um, and just kind of tacky. It, so a while back, it was in an interview somewhere, um, but but I think it was the Nancy team who, by the way, I love, <laughs> I love Nancy a lot, but I think that maybe Tobin Lowe or Kathy too in an interview somewhere said that what they wanted from podcasting was that they wanted like keeping up with the Kardashians, like something junky and gossipy yeah. and like kind of trashy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's serial. And I yeah. think that this season is really proving that it's um, Holy it's junky shit. and it's garbagey. Like I, I get the same feeling. I get the same feeling listening to serial as I do indulging in like buzzfeed talking about a celebrity which i I don't often do i think that the reason that serial succeeds is because it has the the guise of being intellectual um but i don't think that it is i think it's like just as tacky (laughs) and not that there's like really anything wrong with that but i don't like how it parades as being something more sophisticated and more i guess important i don't know damn damn williams you just made it all slot into place like (laughs) It, it, I mean that that to- that fucking sums it up perfectly. Like Thank the you. appeal of serial <laughs> is the gossip angle. It is. It really is, and I don't like saying that because it, it, because it's gross, and and I feel like it trivializes the content that's being discussed in the podcast. Because I I want to make it clear. I think that what's being discussed in the podcast is very, very, very important. And I think it's very topical and I think it's very relevant and I think it's very upsetting. I think that its presentation is gossipy and kind of trashy. Um, and it bothers me that that's not like being seen or that maybe people don't think of it that way. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It. Yeah, that's because that's the thing. It's like, what made this show popular is people talking about talking about the show. Yes, um, there's even um, Panoply had the serial serial, which was the <laughs> <laughs> the serial podcast that ran alongside at least season one and was like a serial discussion podcast. It got really big as well. Yeah, um, like, there was a moment where the talking heads, not the band. Wait, is that the the talking yeah. dead i was saying the band i meant that stupid fucking <laughs> i meant that piece of shit show on amc that no one watches yeah. and if you do you should stop um <laughs> the show about the show you just watched which doctor who also did that for a very long time yeah um and wondered why it made, made no money uh, <laughs> the, i will the, say the, the good place is doing this in podcast form they're doing the good place the podcast and it's fucking good but like good, it's the good, good place like them. who's shocked right yeah uh <laughs> But go Point on, go being, on. We that this thing was such a fucking part of the zeitgeist that there were shows about it. Now there are podcasts about po- this is a fucking podcast about podcast people. Yeah, it's but literally us. <laughs> that's what we're doing right now. But there's also there was the traffic to drive a weekly installment of. Uh, anyway, the downfall of serial season three mm-hmm. is episode three. So far, so far, that's so far, the downfalliest. September twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. The episode misdemeanor, comma meet Mister Lawsuit, uh-huh. is where it goes off the fucking rails. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm real disappointed, man. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Again, if we had recorded this last week, I would be like, I, yeah, there's some problems, but. <laughs> It's such. I mean, there's real yeah. talent here. It's kind of like right. when a celebrity does a yikesy movie, and you're like, "But they're so good." But come like, on, but you're Steve did other Martin. Good things. You can recover from Pink Panther. Ooh, <laughs> Steve Martin's done a hell of a lot worse than the Pink Panther. I uh, know. Pink <laughs> <laughs> Panther too. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So okay. So with with this episode, um, it it, it focuses on. It focuses on um, the, like, marijuana misdemeanors, basically. Um, and this was the first episode, and I think that this this hammers in what kind of pisses me off about Serial overall, is 
I don't know how to say this without sounding like a complete asshole. So I guess I'm just going to say it. Well, that's what editing's for. Swing for the fences. <laughs> Sarah Koenig, who I think is very charismatic and very interesting and very yep. smart, seems like the kind of person who would have been shocked that Trump won the election. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right there. Like How the kind of person happen? who... Exactly. Whereas, like, if you talk to any queer person or person of color or queer person of color or disabled queer person of color, etc. Like, like, come on now. <laughs> like, yeah. of, of course this happened. We live in we live in a nightmare all the time. Of course you, this happened. Did you not watch CNN? We can I can tell you right. which people are at fault here. <laughs> right. Uh, like she she seems uh, it and this is something that I think like, that it, it, she seems like she's putting on the guys and maybe this is for the purpose of the audio and maybe this is just genuine. I don't know cuz I don't know Sarah. Yeah. It seems like she's she has this persona of being very specifically a woke white woman yeah and not being very immersed or informed about the worlds and opinions of those who are very very deeply oppressed i will say um i believe sarah koenig is is jewish which she does um bring up at some point so i don't want to i don't want to dismiss that at all that's very important and anti-semitism is obviously still very real Mm -hmm. and very present um, I think it's I think it's a comment in episode two where she's like looking through the names of the judges and her first thought is where are all the Jews? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's important, but I do think it's I think it's different it, than what she's trying to report on. And I don't know. It seems very. This is the S town element. It seems very again like forcibly woke. Yeah. So S town, the thing that kind of hovers over that whole show is the guy feels like he's coming from this magical liberal bubble. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to like throw Alex Jonesy. Like I am a, I I, I make a fucking podcast. Obviously I lean liberal, but uh, (laughs) the, he, it feels like he comes from this perfect world where CNN and Fox news don't exist and everything's right and Democrat and perfect and whatever. And then he goes out into the air quotes, poor people world or whatever. And he's like, what's with all this injustice? I'm confused. That's how caning sounds in serial season three. Cause she's all like, like, she gets in episode three, she gets in an argument with, he's the representative of the police department of Mm -hmm. the city. And like, He's got Trump shit on his desk. He's, yeah. He has, air quotes, political cartoons that she says are racist. She gets in an argument with this guy. And since she is in his office and he's a piece of shit, he's just not taking any shit and just talks back to he's her. Because like, she's because she's a white lady in his office in Ohio and she's got her little recorder and he doesn't give a shit. I don't think that has anything to do with the with. The fact, like, okay, so (laughs) you come from where you come from, and listeners should also know, I come from Phoenix, Arizona. We have Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that the way to try to- Mike Pence was my governor. Right. Like, like, yeah, if if you go into this conversation, the way that she goes in, of course the other person is just going to say, like, no, my beliefs are correct. Like, and she's so shocked that, like, just speaking logic doesn't convince she, these people. Yes. And, like, and like I, I understand, I, trust me, I understand how amazing it would be if you could just explain how these people are fucking wrong and saying awful, evil, heinous shit. And, you know, just, just thinking, if I just show them, if I just show them. She's sea lining them. But that's not how it works because if it if that was how it worked, then it would work. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be a problem. The monsters of humanity would not be the monsters of humanity as long as they are. If the facts were like the fact that we have the term alternative facts means we live in a world where that shit doesn't work. Like Right. And what and, bothers me, it doesn't bother me that she goes in with this conversation like this. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. What bothers me is that she is aghast that it doesn't work. Right. That's what bothers me. 
And it's and this is also why the aesthetic of serial bothers me overall, because it feels like it is a way for people who are not this is gonna come come off so preachy, and I'm really sorry. And it's also probably pretty hypocritical, but I think it's worth saying serial feels like something that people who are not politically involved or motivated or uh people who aren't like actually seeking what's going on in the world it it feels like a way for them to listen and feel like they are on the right side and because of that i am part of the solution right well well i'm i'm one of the good ones because look at me i'm listening to serial i i shared this rock the vote thing on facebook Right. And like, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not the most politically active person out there. I know this is probably really hypocritical, but it it bothers me that it is so self-righteous in aesthetic when, again, all it really is is gossip about something that's very important. Well, think about This American Life, the the show that spawned this, because let's be completely fucking honest, Zero Season 1 is a This American Life segment given lots more money and time. Mm -hmm. This American Life feels like the kind of show from the hundreds of hours I feel like I've listened to where if a reporter is put in the situation of caning where she's talking to that police officer or the police representative, they would have a stable conversation and put up with, and this is not me saying if you are up against someone who has wildly different political beliefs than you and believes in like shit that would get people hurt or marginalized that you should just be quiet that is not no. what i'm saying but <laughs> as a, would ever say that especially not as you a, gavin <laughs> as a journalist with a capital j who has had training has awards has years of you just stay fucking flat neutral uninterested and right? then like you, that's the whole and then like you can make a journalistic integrity because that's the thing if you keep integrity <sighs> You don't even have to cut it to make him sound like an asshole because right. spoiler, he's an asshole. Judge he Gall was a it. dick. Like right. Gall was a dick, and we have audio of Gall being a dick. And she does it's, talk and to good. him. And even in that situation. She does, but it's different. Yeah, it's way different than her just like literally arguing with this police dude. And that the thing that pisses me off. The argument I can get over. The fact that you have this little segment of like, ooh, get him, Koenig. And then immediately after, he was replaced soon after. Fucking what's the point then? Seriously. If you're trying to tell me that this ju- this like Justice Department's fucked, don't tell me about a thing that doesn't exist anymore. Like me yeah. saying... Me saying the Hindenburg was very dangerous to be on for these 20 minutes. And then being like, the Hindenburg doesn't exist anymore. Like, fucking right. great. Thanks. Cool. Uh, what does that do for me? Yeah. And exactly. That's that's why I don't think – I think that Serial is entertainment. I don't think it's information. If this was a fictional show, I would be all over this shit. You know what? And right. it would be making – it would it would be – if it was fiction, it could make commentary on actual injustices that are happening. Because let's be honest, fiction can do that a lot better than nonfiction can do sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I don't know, man, it's, that's the problem with true crime is like, it's fascinating because yeah. it, we all want to know, we want to know what the fuck's wrong. And we want to, we want to understand something that's wrong. That's why there's so many podcasts about murderers, the same, the same 16 serial killers we talk about every fucking week. Yeah. We want to understand. We want to know. I mean, think Eric Larson's devil in the white city. That that was a beautiful creative nonfiction story as far as me listening to the audiobooks concerned because it it weaves the story of these architects trying to do this crazy insane thing and then this absolute monster doing horrible things with architecture. Like yeah. they blended so perfectly into this narrative, but in the end, the ending sucks because it's real life, but Larson owns it like he just says and then the police chase him in this house and the kids are buried in the basement fucking whatever bye yeah the joy was the trip serial is going to always build to an ending there's always going to be an ending even in the episodes they structure them like tv and it's just like I want to like serial I enjoy listening to serial 
But this episode three, I was listening to while playing a video game and I had to go listen to it a second time before we did this because most of it just went out of my head because yeah. like it's not it's just me like that's that's my review of episode three of season three of Serial. What I think is really interesting here is that I think that we're kind of on opposite sides of this in a way that makes me really stressed out. This is going to be like. This is Spoilers Ahoy, the antagonist Will edition. Go for it. (laughs) As much as I think that Serial Season 3 is garbage, um, like garbage in, again, that like gossip Kardashian way. Yeah. Um, So much so they paid a Kardashian to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And even though. There's no actual evidence of that. There's no evidence. I just want to say that right now. Gavin's conspiracy theory, which I wouldn't be shocked about. Um. (laughs) so even with that and even with the fact that i don't like true crime because i feel like it is very seldom not manipulative and uh exploitative and gross i love listening to serial and i'm probably gonna so listen to this whole season it's so fun to listen to and i hate that about myself i hate it i'm repulsed by it but i will i it's so good to listen to i want 15 seasons i have never heard you know what yeah. you know, I want to I want to be able to listen to season one again at I work know. you know like I, I want to be able to just look up and just hours have gone by yeah and I've listened I hate to- that I hate it it's so gross it makes me feel so gross like we always shit on how cereal still gets like the news and all of the listens even though it's like a billion years old and not doing anything important and I always talk about how true crime is shitty and really exploitative yeah but I really like listening and I'm probably going to keep listening and I don't like that. This is the part where the reviewer in my head from writing newspaper reviews wants to say Serial is the insert popcorn munching movie franchise of podcasting in that there is very little substance to it, but it is custom designed to appeal to its audience and yeah. i'm not that that's too reductive because what really fucking hurts here is this is not transformers this is not um a, a star wars movie sorry star wars but that's where you are now yeah <laughs> it's it's actually about a topic that needs yeah. this level of yeah. popularity of a show to talk about so not only are you pissing away you're not because we're probably one of five people who feel this way about cereal let's be honest you're not only pissing away cereal's credibility you're 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 covering a topic that now not a lot of people are going to talk about yeah a lot of people should be talking about what's going on with the american justice criminal justice system on a base level because that's the thing that really got me about this i don't know about you will but the thing that really got me was the thousand dollar bond and the fact that this woman had to come back to the fucking courthouse every Wednesday yeah. and the fact that she had she ended up with like so many minuscule fees that just stacked up to be it's so she's fucked in, up. It's so she's fucked in default up. over accidentally hitting a cop whose body camera and security camera show it wasn't intentional, but she she was a loud woman. Because that's the thing. That's that's her fucking downfall is when they put her in the back of the squad car, she starts banging on the window and yelling at him. Yeah, because they kept her out. in there for like a fucking hour for no reason. Yeah. Rightfully so. She did the thing she did, but she was a woman who stepped out of line with a cop. So fuck you. Deal with it. Oh, God. There was also that conversation about how I think it was in episode three with that shitty cop just basically saying like nothing oh, a cop Tamir- does we is even ever the, the fact- fault of the cop. Yes, oh, we haven't Christ. even touched on the fact that episode three deals a lot with Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice, I know. I was just going to bring that up. I, yeah, that's another, it, That it just felt so exploitative using his mother and, and, and their family. The, the mother being the annoyed loud black lady at a, like, right. that kind of stereotype. <laughs> cool. Right. Thanks. And like. And granted, I think that Serial's perspective was like, we're not saying that about, saying that about her, but it, yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I just, I just don't think that they're good at conveying anything that they're trying to convey. Yeah, because that part of the package starts with a stuffy old white lady who, when asked, like, you see some kids being loud and disorderly outside, and she's like. I would inform them that they are keeping other people up, and then they should be more considerate. And then it cuts to Kanan going, "Hubley, like, 
Right, right. And then we cut to Tamir Rice's mom being loud and um, con- confrontational because they're at like some sort of community outreach thing where a, a, a mouthpiece for the PR of the police department's like, and what we should can say we like do? she she is confrontational in that she is demanding that they yes that they confront how fucked up and corrupt the system is like how how corrupt specifically the um the police force has been for for 20 years like she's 70. not 70 god <laughs> sorry <sighs> her her main thrust is that you're asking us these questions that you are not making cops answer yes exactly exactly yeah it didn't see it's it's weird like with this season of serial it feels like there are so many things that they absolutely could not leave out it would not be respectful for them to leave it out but i don't yep. feel like them adding it in in the way that they're doing is more respectful so I, I think I think one final example here will really, really yeah. help send this one home. She's following a case and it doesn't start out well because she goes to the, she goes to the courtroom. Um, someone asks her if, why she's there. She's like, I'm recording for a podcast. And then she, they all the, the prosecutor, the defendant and the judge all go into. Uh, they all go into chambers and she hears an argument. They come out. Turns out they were arguing because the prosecution wanted a, a continuance because they don't want to be recorded for serial. Uh, that's the beginning of it. But the, the thing I want to touch on is the case is about a guy who had a joint in a baggie in his mm-hmm. pocket. Right. And he ends up getting, you know, arrested, tased, all this shit. And now he's up for some bullshit charge, uh, all because he thought that it was the law that the amount of weed he had on him was too small to be an arrestable offense. So when the cops got shitty with him, he got shitty back at them because they weren't playing mm-hmm. by the rules he thought they were supposed to play by. And then he gets tasered and he's holding a cop while he gets tasered. So it electrocutes that cop while they, mm-hmm. that's, that doesn't happen usually. Uh, whatever. Uh, but the thing is, we're talking about that the cop could smell this tiny amount of <laughs> probably garbage weed. In, yes, this tiny amount of in trash weed in a baggie in his pocket. Not to God. not to infer <laughs> not to infer the guy can't afford good weed. I'm just saying, like, let's talk, let's be honest. If you got a joint in a baggie in your pocket, it's probably not that. It's probably some garbage <laughs> weed. If you had You're good weed, you would smoke your it at good home. Good weed in a baggie in your pocket. You're not gonna just take it places. It's not your. It's your <laughs> it's walking. It's not weed. your traveling your, around weed. Your travel weed is never your good weed. <laughs> The whole big thing is the cop <laughs> says he could smell it. And then when Which the case so starts fucking ludicrous. And that's that's your hook. That's your focus yeah. of that's fucking stupid. But then it becomes the cop re- the, the prosecution realizes they're not gonna be able to they're not gonna be able to land that he could smell it. So suddenly they say, as we as they they lie and say the cop testified there was a bulge. And immediately defense and Koenig in the recording are like um, there was never a mention of a bulge right. and they, they object. And the judge who sounds so fucking bored just goes, I have it in my notes. There was a bulge. And also this like, is what- even if there were like, I'm sorry, dude pockets are huge. You're a not going to see, you're a, not going to see a joint a, in a dude pocket. A joint in a zip, in a zip line. You need, you need <laughs> the joint from fucking Cheech and Chong up in smoke. Dog <laughs> shit, man. You need that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. If it was big enough to form a bulge, he could smell it. Like, then I'm like, right. cops right. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, the, 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 the fact is you the know, judge. just walking around. <laughs> giant super nice joke with with your walk and weed so like <laughs> the thing you the thing i expect of something like uh, this american life or uh, uh well put together true crime is to just show the judge fucked up the judge yeah. either assumed he said bulge and put down a note or put down a bulge question mark to like, maybe she was waiting to hear about the pat down. And then when rereading the notes saw it and said, ah, yeah, the the cop, the cop did testify that. So, but then it focuses on the defense lawyer being like, there wasn't a bulge. Like he's obsessing over it the next day. Like, did you hear about a bulge? I didn't hear about a bulge. And Kanan goes, I've got the tapes. She, they never said bulge. Well, fucking what good does it do that guy? Like, (sighs) 
Right. It's not like you having the tapes can change that case. Right. So all you so we're just spinning our wheels here. Like that's that serial season three so far is just yeah. fucking things suck. Shrug. Yeah. Man, doesn't isn't it great you're not here? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like that and that is what it comes down to is at the end of the day, the appeal of serial seems to be look at this crazy system. Aren't you glad you don't have to deal with it? Because I think that Serial's audience is not the audience that has to deal with it. And I think that that makes it a story that makes people feel better about their lives. And I feel repulsed by that. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Actually. What a fucking bummer. I'm going to listen end- to it, though. Let's be real. Yeah, we probably both are. So to end this out, we don't usually do this on... on um, Spoilers ahoy. And if you can't think of anything, that's totally cool. Do we have any true crime that is not garbage to recommend people if they want to, like, yes. start to scratch that itch? Because I, I got one or two. Uh, yeah, why don't you I go first? Um, the, the one that I've listened to, I have a few that I've been wanting to listen to, but I haven't quite yet. And also, we should say that um, friend of the show, Ellie, who was on last episode, she yeah. has written um, a list of great true crime podcasts. Oh, and she shit, has very, yeah. very high standards. Um, I, I will, will send that, that to Gavin. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, the one that I have been pretty invested in is called Death in Ice Valley. Have you listened to this, Gavin? I have not even heard of this, so I'm excited. Yes, yeah, by B- BBC World Service. And basically, it's following this this cold case of a a woman um, whose body was found. They call her the Isdal woman. Um, and what's interesting about it is that the, um, the reporting is very much like, hey, we don't have any of the answers. And this is a case that's been cold for like a really long time. Um, but now we have science and also social media. So here's yeah. all of the clues we have. Hey, listeners, what do you have? Go and for they're it. trying to collaboratively put it together. And it, it's not manipulative at all. It's very, very factual. It's super interesting. And I like that there aren't really a ton of stakes for it which sounds like um a negative but it's not because that makes it that makes it not manipulative when there are stakes it becomes a witch hunt exactly it's just trying to put a thing together and it's super interesting it's got beautiful audio um it's a really good listen yeah gavin what do you have okay so um i recommend i'm gonna do two because i recommended this one on the show before uh radiotopia's criminal by phoebe judge is just yeah, it's bliss in podcast form. Each episode's about twenty-five to thirty-five minutes long, depending on the package. Uh, each story, each episode, the the theory or criminal is a podcast about crime. This is the description. It's not so much if it bleeds, it leads kind of crime. Something a little more complex. Stories of people who've done wrong, been wronged, and or gotten caught somewhere in the middle. We are a proud member of Radiotopia. Blah blah blah. So the the word criminal is the key thing that links all of these. So like there's an episode about how uh, one murder case was turned out to be an owl, just like <laughs> swiped a guy's face and it looked like oh, it, no. that was a, a knife attack. So like a, an owl framed a dude. Um, <laughs> they've talked about uh, so many amazing things. There's that one, that one awesome story about uh, the hermetically sealed coffin from the civil war where mm. someone was digging and broke the seal by hitting the glass of the shovel and the body just shoots out. And so they had this like, they had the civil war era body, but because it was hermetically sealed, it didn't decay. So it looked like it was just like a week dead and they yeah. couldn't figure out who this person was. Um, oh yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah. They had, he was like carbon dating to figure out how old the body was and shit. Uh, it's amazing. There's some, Oh, there's an episode about the origin of the term 420. It's just, there's all these amazing <laughs> little episodes that sometimes go dark and sometimes don't. In fact, one of my favorite horror things ever is an episode of criminal and it's yeah, yeah, you talk about that. the one with the, and, the, and then there was person in the attic and, and the dog yep. was like, I'm chill with this person. Cause they've been around a whole bunch. It's yep. fucked up. That's fucked yeah, up, it, dude. And it's, that's one episode. Like it usually has this kind of like radio lab, American, this American life editing yeah. style of there's or, or 99% invisible style of host 
maybe the journalist who did the story and then people mm-hmm. they're interviewing. The attic one is just the woman who was she moved into her first apartment, first apartment um, that it turned out there was a guy living in the attic and he would come down whenever she was at work. And when she got she got a German Shepherd puppy and uh, and because the guy was around while she was gone, the puppy learned to not be afraid of the dude so there never was the only evidence of him being there until this breaks bad and she's fine by the way like it's just yeah it gets real i mean she's telling the story yeah she's telling the story she has this really soft voice anyway criminal fantastic fantastic show i can't recommend it enough um if you want something that is a little bit of a guilty pleasure because it scratches that um it scratches that itch Bundyville from Oregon Public Broadcasting is about this had um this was featured on 99PI yep. too, right? Yes it was. Uh oh, because God, I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a slut for Radio Lab. Uh oh, same. <laughs> this was fe- this was featured on 99% Invisible and there's seven episodes. You can hear the first one on 99PI, so if you might have heard it already, but it's uh it's a yeah, journalist it who is in Oregon who follows basically tries to follow the entire story of that fucking Bundy uh, secessionist bullshit and everything that happened before and after and an attempt to be unbiased is made, but she really does fall onto the, wow, they're just evil. <laughs> like it's kind of yeah. hard to like the Bundy. They literally interview the Bundy family. They go to the Bundy family house. They sing uh, the Montana state song at the end it's real awkward like this guy one of the bundies just sings to her uh because he's running (laughs) for governor Uh, (laughs) it gets real scary um but yeah if you want to if you want to listen to a thing where you objectively know there's a bad guy bundyville unless you align with what the bundies believe in which case you probably should be listening to our podcast yeah you probably shouldn't be listening to these podcasts uh (laughs) you should probably just stay out of podcasts let's be honest yeah just um you stay out of all of the things actually except for maybe the bottom of the ocean. We've got one more thing. We got to announce our thing. Oh shit, we have a thing. We have a thing. Okay, so listeners, we're going to announce this again probably next week and probably for the next little while. Um mm-hmm. but we're very very excited about it. We're going to be trying something new and interesting. So we are going to be running a contest called From the Sound Up. So, I love it. <laughs> um, I just want to say I had nothing. Yeah, I had nothing to do with the name. I just want to say no, that. No, the right name now. is very good. We were not that clever. Um, it's it's from Lucy, who's wonderful. So, from the sound up is a contest in which you can submit an episode to Gavin and myself, and we will listen. We're going to choose um three different podcast episodes from three different people. What we're going to do is we're going to basically give you a critique right here on Tuned In Dialed Up. So we're going to find mm-hmm. podcasts that we love, but that we think could use a little bit of polishing. You're basically getting a free consultation from me and Gavin um, for the benefit of yourself and also for the benefit of our listeners. We want to um, we want to show what we look for in a podcast and what we think makes a podcast great in a really hands-on, direct way to our audience. And... On top of that, um, we'll also play your episode by itself on our feed. So hopefully get you some listeners too. We're looking for um, any podcast that it, it can be unreleased or it can be you know something that has been released. Just know that we're only going to listen to that one episode that you send us. Um, if you If it hasn't been released yet, it does have to be made with the idea of being released and being an ongoing series we're not going to do just like one-off special episodes and we're taking applications all during november would it be untoward to reveal uh some uh, download statistics about tuned and dialed up to kind of show like are we impressive (laughs) well that's the thing though i was just like we could just be outright and say hey the show has been going since uh, march and we've got 5220 downloads we get an average of 250 per two-week period for each Mm -hmm. new episode and old ones keep ticking up uh so like the the listenership is growing yeah and i will say that like we we're a baby podcast i don't want it to seem like you're gonna explode in fame um but 
I I believe that our listeners are really dedicated and really like hearing what we have to say. And if if we're choosing a podcast that we love and that we think is great, even if it needs some refining, probably our listeners are going to think it's great too. So hopefully at least that'll get you a little bit more visibility. Unlike some podcasters out there, we haven't bought our Twitter followers and download numbers. <laughs> that is a that is a deep cut that only five people are going to get. So thank you so much for listening. We can't we cannot wait to post the um the like actual submission stuff for this yeah. contest. It's going to be so fun. Uh, yes. So just to reiterate, like this like we're not gonna dunk on anyone in the same way that we no. just have with cereal because this is truly and uh, this is meant to be a positive thing overall yeah. like there will be criticisms but it is constructive and mm-hmm. uh this is also kind of a express lane to will and i because i'm gonna be quite frank i know this is true for will but she's too nice to say this People who submit podcasts for review that are genuinely good are covered underneath about 50 emails of people like, hey, I didn't take the time to figure out that you hate this kind of podcast. You should listen to my philosophy podcast. Sorry if you make a good philosophy podcast, but eat it. Uh, Hey, (laughs) send it to me. I want that. (laughs) Send send, send it to her. Like, and that's the thing, like we have different, we have different tastes. Someone sending you a true crime show is as stupid as sending me a show of two people talking about video games. Cause like, sorry, bud, I I appreciate it. I like video games too. Don't need to hear even more people talking shit about movies or video. Yeah. Batman forever is a bad movie. Fucking nice hot take, hot take. Yeah. Hot take. Uh, So yeah, this is going to be, we will choose shows that we like and we have feedback on and we will put as much effort into this as any, you know, review or consulting that we have done before. So this is totally an express lane, (laughs) a tiny temporary express lane. Yeah. And now that we're here at the end of the longest spoilers ahoy yet, uh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This has been the second episode that might have gotten a little heavy of tuned in dialed up catalog in a row we will be back next week with something probably a little bit more lightweight also my shining my shining moment of next episode is pretty fucking amazing because i've gotten let's see two emails about it just while we've been sitting here yes so that's a little spoiler for you exciting exciting indeed (laughs) all right i think that'll do it yep oh god i'm gonna have to do the crap I'm gonna have to do the credit pirate voice and it hurts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make him British and <laughs> suck. No. Like, no cheating. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Coughs, coughs. Oh, I'm Scottish now. That's great. Uh, <laughs> any any Scottish listeners just like off. Ahoy there, tis I, the Credit Pirate, bringing you proper citations across the seven seas. Today's sailor was provided by Aaron, whose Twitter is linked in the show notes. Today's music was Parisian by Kevin McLeod, as well as my music, One-Eyed Maestro, by the same person. Proper links and citation are provided, as usual, in the notes below. RSS feed burner away!